0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Brutal Politics. I am your host, Kyle Beckman. We've been away for a while, and uh, we're kind of like the phoenix. We are rising from the ashes. Uh, I have been on SoundCloud. You can still find one of the episodes where I spoke with uh, my friend who was a small business owner nearby in California, Andrew Linden, and we discussed also me running for... uh, city council for the city of Elk Grove and unfortunately that did not bear fruit. I wish it had, but also we're kind of like Pet cemetery because uh, we're coming back in a different form so to speak. Uh, I used to be a registered Democrat, well to be fair I am still a registered Democrat but I no longer align with the Democratic Party. That's not necessarily uh, historic because I also used to be a Republican as well, but I am coming back in a different form. This time, I am coming back as probably a moderate Republican in my aligned views. That said, my co-host will be joining with us in the near future, Mike Abley, who will be on a different side of the spectrum. That said... I want to invite everybody to come and join and uh, listen, and if you enjoy, please uh, follow this podcast and uh, be, uh, be informed by us and uh, be surprised by us and what types of uh, topics we discuss. Hopefully they will be uh, educational and also enlightening to maybe help you find where you sit on the political spectrum. Uh, this is just a preliminary uh, invitation and uh, announcement of our podcast, and it will be a short one today, but I do want to talk about certain topics and, and also where how I have uh, changed in my political uh, perspectives. So I voted for Barack Obama twice. All right, and I don't mean that as in two different times, two times in the same year. I mean that in uh, 2008 and also in uh, 2012, um, I fell for the Hopi Changey, and uh, I thought I was uh, going to see an economic revival of uh, the likes that maybe uh, under uh, Franklin Roosevelt's time or, or the New Deal, so, so to speak. Um, That didn't happen. Uh, What we saw was just a gradual uh, uptick in our uh, economic recovery, um, basically, which would happen regardless after any type of recession. You generally see that type of uh, recovery um, regardless. And so many people like to go and tell people who support Trump that, uh, the, rec- the economic recovery was due to something that Barack Obama did. Uh, the reality is, is that's not actually true. If you look at the American Recovery and Reinvestment Act uh, that Obama had enacted and signed, uh, reality is, is that only about $200 billion of the $800 billion was uh, allocated for Job creation and job um, producing uh, policies and programs. Uh, Even Barack Obama is on on record in video saying that uh, I guess those uh, shovel ready jobs uh, weren't so shovel ready. Uh, and of course, laughing, at, and everybody, of course, laughing and fawning over it, uh, even though his ineptitude shows that he just wasn't really cut out for the job. You really want to talk about like, who was the most inept between Obama and Trump is definitely Obama. And, and it's sad because at the time, um, I was, uh, finishing my undergrad and, uh, I finished my undergrad in 2007, uh, began law school shortly thereafter, um, Completed law school in 2013 and the reality is is that I'm of the millennial type of style uh, level of generation and what I mean by that is that there's two different levels of millennials. There's the younger millennials and there's the older millennials. I'm one of the older millennials. Uh, My part of the generation I would almost dub uh, as having a dubious uh, title is the lost part of the generation and that, uh, the jobs weren't really as available for us. Uh, the, um, economic, uh, prosperity wasn't as available for us. And then there's the younger ones. I have friends who are 26, for instance, who have a, you know, own a house, um, you know, don't have any debt, uh, have kids, you know, meanwhile, I, myself, uh, own a house. Yes, I have a wife, I have a kid, but I also have mountains of student debt. And um, so that actually made me ripe for the Bernie Sanders movement, in which I uh, supported Bernie Sanders in the last election. Um, so 2015, 2016, uh, he spoke to kind of like a fire inside of me for the working class. Uh, or I'm not, I, I honestly, I, I'm, I'm upper middle class, but I'm still you know, have working class roots, uh, believed in the populist message that he was touting, um, definitely supported kind of like his vision, uh, initially. And also he, because historically he has been for, he has been anti-illegal immigration, just like, uh, Cesar Chavez was, uh, because he realized that, uh, illegal immigration, uh, suppresses workers' wages and it, is a globalist uh, uh, supported movement for uh, open borders, uh, which is like Bernie Sanders used to say, it was like a Coke brothers um, uh, supported movement because it helped their industry and uh, reduced wages. And so that was all better for uh, the Coke brothers industry and everything. Um, You know, now we have Joe Biden who also, and, and everybody else who was up on the democratic stage, mind you, who was, Raising their hands, saying that they would not uh, prosecute any illegal immigrants um, and deport them. So basically the entire Democratic Party has become open borders, which is amazing to me that they used to be for the workers, but now they're for illegal immigrants and for suppressing workers wages. That is very concerning to me as an American and also for my wife's side of the family as well because they are Hispanics who uh, were Tejanos who came over legally legally from Mexico. My mother, for instance, uh, just to show you that Illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. My mother-in-law and her sisters uh, all had their identities stolen uh, by illegal immigrants. And so uh, identity theft is very prevalent in illegal immigration uh, um, areas. So just to let you know... Illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. And when everybody goes and gets all teary eyed, when they see kids in cages, just remember who started that was Barack Obama. I know this for a fact because I actually have friends who worked for the air force or under his administration who trafficked children by air by airplane to different, uh, holding facilities. And that is matter of fact, accurate. So there is no one side is better than the other granted, but, just be mindful when you go and talk about, oh, Trump's a racist and stuff. Well, you know, Obama was declared the, uh, deporter in chief. So let's just put those like little, uh, uh, biases to bed so we can kind of move on here. So back to what I was talking about is that I used to be a Bernie Sanders supporter. Uh, Bernie Sanders got, uh, unfortunately he, uh, got the, the, the 2016 election was rigged against him. Um, there, it's very clear. Uh, there was a, a lawsuit, uh, s- uh, started by our uh, voters who sued the DNC and the DNC basically said, look at our bylaws. We can choose whichever candidate we want. We are a private corporation. We do not owe, um, uh, uh, the, uh, basically a, a, uh, um, you know, uh, carte blanche, uh, fairness for everyone who is running for the party. So that's just, just to be clear that, that was, that, that showed that the DNC was fully behind Hillary Clinton and totally dis- disregarded whatever uh, the voters wanted to have as far as their candidate. Um this time around a little bit different, but in kind of a similar fashion. What you saw happen was was that you saw that you had a a, a very large field of Democrats uh, you had, of course, Bernie Sanders was back after a heart attack. Um, surprisingly, he was he was pretty juiced actually. I was pretty impressed with that after recovering from a heart attack. Joe Biden, on the other hand, was like basically in a rocking chair and uh, snoozing off half the time and making up a bunch of wild numbers and things. So you know that that was crazy. I was like, oh man! I mean, Bernie looks like he's got a really good shot this time. I and mean, Joe Biden is supposedly the presumptive, uh, you know, nominee. And then uh, you know, here comes Bernie, and I was like, wow, maybe. Maybe this time he's got something. Now this all had been after the fact that I had moved from being a Democrat and was a proud Trump supporter. Now, and so you all know, can, you know, we'll we'll talk about this as as this uh, this uh, uh, podcast moves on as to how I changed my stripes and uh, how I kind of moved back to the Republican Party. But I will tell you that um, I I was no longer enamored by Bernie, especially after he had changed many of his um, economic perspectives during the 2016 uh, campaign, along the 2016 campaign, uh, what I mean is that um, while – other people or special interest groups co-opted him and, 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 basically forced him to change his perspectives, uh, made him less and less of a palatable candidate for me. That said, uh, I still stuck with him, um, because I was not confident in Trump. Um, however, though, Trump proved to be a very capable and intelligent and masterful of the position as president. So, uh, that made me, uh, really like Trump and I, 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 support him now, um, um, completely, uh, without, without any, without any, any question, um, I, I don't always like everything that he does that obviously you never would want to be that mindless and and and, and, and slave like to an individual um, as far as being a president but I do feel that he is doing a fantastic job he's done well with the coronavirus uh, given what information was provided I have some inside information in regards to his public private partnership agreements with certain uh, uh companies and so i am very proud of what he's done he's done a masterful job given the uh the lies by the chinese communist party so that 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 is definitely something he has done well meanwhile joe biden has been basically asleep in his delaware mansion and in his basement um people nudge him awake to go and give a ridiculous, pointless speech or, 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 or commentary to the, the news that gives him uh, complete uh, defense and, and coverage. So uh, for his Tara Reid uh, sexual allegations and everything else, uh, and his ineptitude to find any solutions for the economy or for the, um, for, for the pandemic, he is completely worthless. Uh, and that just scares me. I mean, anybody who would vote for Joe Biden probably has dementia themselves. So that's my perspective on, on Joe Biden. I, I can't believe any of you would go and vote for him. If you do, you really need to go and get your head checked. Um, you might have the coronavirus yourself and you know also probably comorbidities like Trump derangement syndrome. So that's probably also hazardous to your health. That said, I, I will tell you really quick that I will be talking about on here more issues beyond just uh, the the uh, general overhead of my, my perspective on Trump and Biden and the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. But right now, this is just a uh, beginning uh, introduction to what we will be discussing on this podcast. So that said, I wish you all... Uh, great day. Um, stay healthy. Stay safe. Uh, do social distancing, but also do not be slaves to your government. Do not live on your knees because you know what? It's better to die on your feet. Take care, everyone. Bye.